everybody and welcome to the Find Your Model Health podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and body and understand how their body actually works. I am your host. I am Shemaine Linney. I am a fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker and certified iridologist and I want to welcome you to the first episode of 2021 and I hope you enjoy it. Happy New Year. I hope your new year is off to a great start and this topic I think is perfect for starting the new year because many of us are setting new goals for ourselves um, at the start of this new year not just for health and body weight but also our businesses, our relationships, our personal lives stuff we want to achieve this year. Um, So this episode, for those of you that are looking for fat loss or changing your body composition this year, I hope you will find this episode really, really helpful as we look at the difference between weight loss and fat loss and our understanding around them both. Before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. So when we look at weight loss versus fat loss, there are some very key distinctions between the two. And with the launch of my new HEDA Master's Guide, I have been really encouraging my clients and followers to look at both differently especially with how we weigh and track and monitor our progress. Fat loss requires a very different thought process compared to weight loss. Um, And the distinctions can get lost on many people, which can cause a lot of angst and negativity on their journey, which I certainly do not want because I don't want to make things difficult. I want to make things easy and doable and sustainable. But these distinctions are perhaps the most important concepts to understand in switching to a fat loss specific mindset. So here are five different key thought processes between followers of a fat loss lifestyle and followers of a weight loss lifestyle. So first, calories have more than one destination. So weight loss practitioners generally have a singular focus and see calories as directly related to fat. Weight loss being your total body weight. That includes fluids, um, fat cells, of course, tissue like ligaments and tendons, muscle tissue, uterine tissue, uh, heart muscle, fluids, everything. That is your body weight. So when you hear me speak about weight loss followers or weight loss practitioners, I'm talking about those who look at just weight as a whole, as the force their body places on the earth. So as a whole, including everything. Um, And generally, they see or believe if calories are lowered, then fat is lost. And if calories are raised, then fat is gained. Whereas fat loss seekers, those who just are looking to reduce the body fat on their body, 
they understand that calories are related to not just fat, but also sugar slash glycogen, muscle stores, hormones, and a lot more. So in other words, there's more than one destination for a calorie in the body. So there's more than one place that calories can go in your body and be used and your choices determine which destination dominates. It is true if you decrease calories, you may lose fat, but you also may lose muscle, especially if you lose weight too fast or in big increments each week. This is where I like to see my clients who do not exercise to gain muscle specifically. I like to see them in a range of 0.5 of a pound to 1.5 of a pound loss a week when losing weight so weight in quotes, to try offset any loss of muscle. So I feel that's a good range. And it is true that if you increase calories, you may gain fat. You could also instead or also gain muscle. So the type of activity you choose goes a long way to determine which of these occurs. This is one of the reasons weight training becomes the dominant form of activity in a fat loss lifestyle because it really is the only form of activity that drives extra calories into muscle and muscle gain. So determining where our calories from the food we consume goes really is directed by the exercise and activity that we choose to do each day. So next, food is information. And I think a lot of my clients or followers know this because I speak about this a lot. Fat loss seekers see food differently. A donut and a chicken breast have the same number of calories but they realize the macro and micronutrient ratio has a lot to do with the metabolic outcome. One food will give sustained energy and a more favorable impact on muscle and metabolism. The other will provide less consistent energy, mess with your hormones and speak more to your fat cells than your muscle cells. So quality of food matters to fat loss people while weight loss, people generally only see amounts. But I must add in, we are all individual and there are many fat loss people that understand they also need to look at quantity as well as quality. Okay, so next, every action has a compensatory reaction. People who focus on weight loss look at meals as separate and distinct. And not a lot of people talk about this, but it's definitely something in the biohacking world. Um, so breakfast, so these weight loss people will think breakfast has nothing to do with lunch. And that is also separate from dinner. Whereas practitioner of the fat loss and even health lifestyle, you know, choices at one meal can directly impact choices and metabolic outcomes at the next meal. For instance, having too much avocado at a certain time of the day and in a certain amounts can drop blood sugar, which can cause more food intake, usually carbs because of that drop in blood sugar at your next meal. So avocado, too much of it 
can cause you to overeat or binge. Then we have uh, choosing to have a tiny salad for lunch or skipping a meal to save on calories. This also has consequences for later. So fat loss seekers know this. They can connect the dots between eating less all day and insatiable cravings for sweet, salty, fatty foods and overeating later. Whereas weight loss followers seem to ignore these events or don't have awareness, never being consciously aware that their very approach to fat loss and dieting is the cause of their hunger cravings, low energy and eventual, eventual weight gain rebound. The same concept applies to exercise and even fasting if not understood properly. Too many weight loss minded people think exercise as long as possible after all, it only takes 250 calories to offset half a Snickers bar. And I paused a minute ago because I got tagged in a Facebook post this week about fasting. I was a girl looking for advice on fasting. And the amount of comments from other women who were not health practitioners commenting how they use fasting and this that and the other and some of them may be doing it in the right way but I feel a lot were not because to understand how to fast and recognize how to fast properly so that it doesn't damage your metabolic rate your hormones your nutrition your gut all of that stuff you have to have a lot of awareness and education around it and awareness around your own body. But anyway, I digress. So what weight loss seekers don't realize is that the wrong choice of exercise makes them far more likely to binge or eat 500 calories of junk food later. Fat loss seekers realize the amount and type of exercise has food requirements and consequences that matter. So exercise and diet are generally not separate. The same concept applies to sleep and stress. They have no calories, but have a big impact on hormones, cravings, how much we eat, our willpower, whether we feel motivated to exercise or move and so much more. Um, and I've noticed many weight loss thinkers forget and cannot combat the impact of stress and sleep deprivation. And this does bring us back to somewhat of having that awareness around your body. So body, body literacy, as we call it. So next, fat loss practitioners know there are certain foods that are fine for some but don't work for others. They don't see the rules of nutrition as black and white, but rather gray and a process of trial and error. A weight loss person will, for instance, choose a Diet Coke because it has zero calories. Whereas a fat loss seeker may or may not choose the same thing based on the ingredients and what it does to them. Uh, they are more attuned to the way food impacts their body. So that body literacy. So Diet Coke may cause cravings in some, 
not to mention all the other ingredients and what that does but in regards to weight loss followers diet coke may not cause cravings in some people whereas a fat loss person will honor this individual reaction and choose to avoid it recognizing the bigger picture and the spiral of events it could create basically many healthy foods will be avoided by some fat loss practitioners that are looking for fat loss because while it may work for some and their goals they are aware it does not work for them and lastly point five This is important coming into this new year and I have been talking about this a lot over the last few days in my groups and with my clients. Fat loss seekers care less about what they weigh but do have some awareness around it. So remember what you weigh is the force that your body exerts upon the earth. So it is your total mass. What you weigh on the scales is, again, muscle, fat, blood, other fluids like lymph and water, tissue, endometrial tissue, brain tissue, heart tissue, lung tissue, your, the weight of your brain, your bones. So it's everything. Whereas fat loss, fat loss seekers and understanders of fat loss and dare I say people that have been doing this a long time they understand that healing the body and its tissue or gaining muscle also means you may gain weight many fat loss seekers don't focus too much on what they weigh they instead look at the tightness and tone of their body they compare before and after photos and they use other objective measurements they realize a pound of fat and muscle weigh the same so they do weigh again that force on the earth but muscle takes up less space on the body so a fat loss seeker or follower can look can weigh 100 and sorry can look 130 pounds but weigh 150 on the scales so they look smaller than they actually weigh Whereas weight loss people can obsess over the scales and are confused and frustrated and even upset about how they can gain or lose five pounds in a day or don't lose at all at the end of the week, even if they have done everything right per se. Fat loss people know this gain may be water or inflammation or something else and it bothers them far less. They measure body fat not just weight they pay attention to the muscle to fat ratio how their clothes fit and how their body feels many fat loss seekers would rather be tight and firm versus skinny and flabby so a lot to consider and i'll finish this episode with whatever avenue you take or category you fit into If you want to live a long, healthy life in a body that is pain and illness free and able to do what you want it to do, then you must prioritize health. Your focus should always be on health first, in my opinion, and then it's up to you what way you want to approach changing 
your body composition or your fat loss journey. So I hope you found that really, really helpful and it has somewhat changed how you look at monitoring and measuring your progress going forward. If you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram under Shemaine's Model Health or you can email me if you go to shemainesmodelhealth.com. There is a button there where you can message me. Please, as always, share with anyone you feel may benefit from this information. Sharing is caring, and if anything, 2020 has taught us that we need to take responsibility for our health. So enjoy your weekend, and I will chat to you guys very soon. Bye-bye.